we'll be going through scripture, thinking about our faith, and preparing ourselves for the day. Stick around. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Friday. It is December the 18th, one week from Christmas, and this is another Stress to the Nines. Uh, As a note, Stress to the Nines will go through Christmas Eve next week, and then we'll take a break. Tasha and I will be uh, off the week after Christmas, so Stress to the Nines will also be off. So we'll go through Christmas Eve, and then we will resume on Monday, January the 4th. I think what I'm going to try to do is close out Mark uh, before uh, before that resumption. So we may fast forward a bit here at the final stages of the Gospel of Mark. Um, again, just a tad. But uh, anyway, we'll see where we land. Today, we're continuing with Jesus before the council. So Jesus has just been arrested. Uh, we had the Garden of Gethsemane where he sought strength to get through the ordeal, which was ahead. Then we had his arrest and betrayal at the hands of Judas, and we had an act of violence, and there will be more violence today, and I want to talk about that specifically after we read the passage. So we're going to read Mark chapter 14, verses 53 to 65, sorry, Uh, here we go. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes were assembled. Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. But even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But Jesus was silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard this blasphemy. What is your decision? All of them condemned him as deserving death. Some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to strike him, saying to him, Prophecy! The guards also took him over and beat him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have certainly reached some of the most difficult passages in Scripture. And I want to talk for a moment about violence. Uh, We live in a world that is suffused with violence. We see images of it all the time, tragic images that are very difficult for us to take in and absorb. Uh, We see more evidence of it than perhaps any people that have ever lived because of the media uh, in which we are able to immerse ourselves through technology today. And we see these images and we ask ourselves, where is God? What is God doing? Why isn't God changing these things? These are fair questions. But I think in those moments, it is worth remembering that what God decided to do about the violence in this world was not to forcibly change it, but was to himself absorb it. Here in the punishment of Jesus that begins uh, his ordeal, we see violence inflicted upon him, violence which is all too familiar to too many people in this world. 
Mark tells us that he was spit upon, blindfolded, and struck, and then beaten by guards. He was mocked with the word prophecy. This is God absorbing the violence of our world. And the response, which we shall see at the end of, end of the Gospel of Mark, is not a hostile takeover of this world, but it is an effort to transform it at its fundamental level, at its base. To take a world that is inherently violent, inherently damaged, and take a people who are inherently violent and inherently damaged and to transform so when we see those images of violence, they remind us of the brokenness of the world, but they should also remind us of the suffering of Jesus, our Savior, and that Jesus understands what it means to have violence inflicted upon him just as we understand it. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it easy. But what it does do is remind us that through Jesus Christ, God joins us in our suffering and seeks to transform it. Let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we pray for your presence in the lives of all those who are suffering today, all those who are suffering from violence in particular. We pray for the persecuted, for the weak, the helpless. We pray for those who are preyed upon by the strong of this world. We pray that you would be present in those places and in the lives of those who suffer that you would transform their suffering as you transformed Jesus's, that you would remind them of the kinship that you have with them, and that you would remind those of us who are in positions of power in this world, positions of privilege in this world, to look out for those who are weak and those who are suffering. We pray that you would guide us and that you would strengthen us in all that we do through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, that concludes our Stress to the Nines. Tasha will be back tonight, and I'll see you Monday. Until then, peace. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this edition of Stress to the Nines. You can follow us online on Facebook and watch us each day there, or you can follow us on the One Pres Pod, First Presbyterian Podcast where you will find archived versions of Stress to the Nines, sermons, Sunday school classes, and other content from First Presbyterian Church. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, peace.